Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 16 of Extreme PC UK. Today is the 22nd of October and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. And today joining me on the show is... Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Cool, cool. And we're missing a young Glenn here today because, as you know, everybody, his internet's always messing about. So uh, he's not joining us today, so it's just us three. So there you go, more talking from us. How do you feel, boys? Are you ready? Yeah, we're born ready. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you said when the teeth came out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done two teeth now, so... Uh, That's not going away, is it? They took his other tooth out today. (laughs) No, yesterday. Uh, great. Right, coming up on the show today, first off I'd like to say, I know you all remember we had a competition recently and we didn't get a lot of people into it because it was an iTunes reviews you had to put in to win the competition and a lot of people didn't have access to the iTunes reviews. So what we've done is we've had a long hard think and we've come up with a way for us to do a competition which is much more easier to do. But to hear the competition and to hear the prize, you will have to listen in later on as we'll be talking about the competition later on and let you know how you enter and how to do that. We're also talking in this show about Fiat, The Awakening, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Grim Fandango Remastered, Mad Max and Dead Island. So it's quite a busy, jam-packed show. And Glenn's not here, so you two got to do all the talking. Yay. I'm good with that. (laughs) Right, let's get on to some news. Right, first off, I don't know if you've heard this. My news today is, have you heard any news about Uplay? A little bit, yes. Is they're taking it away. They must have listened to all of us and realised that they had such a rubbish name, that they've called it Ubisoft Club now. And I don't know how different it is. I know there's more unlocks and more... They're still going to keep the same sort of unlocks going. You know how you, you sort of rack up points when you play their games, don't you? And, you, and I know in certain games like Far Cry yeah. 3, you unlock different weapons and stuff purely through Uplay if you play their games. Yeah, but indeed. I don't know if anything else is changing apart from the name. It just seems like a name change to me. But it, it is a name change, actually, in, in the, the bigger perspective. I just thought it sounded really funny how uh, we've complained about Uplay, and so does a lot of other people, and all of a sudden they've changed the name to something else. I think they're going to make it more Steam-like, but once again, I think they're going to fail. And here's a question for you. Is it called Ubisoft, or is it called Ubisoft? It, I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft. I hear a lot of people say different things all the time. Whenever I watch any live streams of convention, it's mostly Ubisoft. Yeah. Cool. Right, I'll call it Ubisoft then. That's what I called it anyway to yeah. start with. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Another little bit of news I want to say for next week's show, it's going to be a Halloween special, so it's going to be all spooky with uh, all horror games and all of our games will be to do with Halloween. So that'll be quite fun. So check out that next week. And apart from that, that's my news. Hans, what news have you got? Well, I have news about a very interesting game I happened to come along. It got the green light on Steam somewhere during the week, and it is called One Life. It's a first-person shooter survival horror kind of thingy. Now, I want to say I have not played the game yet, and here's why. You can buy the game on Steam, I think, for about 10 euros, but when you go online on their servers and you die, your Steam accounts get locked out. Of the server. So, so you, you have only one life. You can't play the game again? Nope. Now, from what I heard, there is a possibility that if the person that killed you, he can then some enslave you or something, and he can work off your debt. So and you can continue playing, but playing for this other guy. Yeah, but only if the other guy allows it to. Otherwise, you just stay dead. So you're sort of like a bitch. Anymore. 
Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a game. One Life is the first multiplayer survival game with a permadeath. If you die, you will leave the game forever. How much will you manage cost? to survive? You know About ten euros, I heard. So wow, in ten my, euros. In my <laughs> opinion, <laughs> you can pay ten euros for the game, die in twenty seconds, and there goes your ten euros. I was gonna say, like, how easy is it to die? Because if I have no idea. Like I said, I haven't played it yet. It's just something I stumbled across, which I found intriguing. Very intriguing. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Would that sort of steer you away from buying a game or not? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's just news. <laughs> yeah, but I I can't fathom that concept. But could you imagine? Say it's a game where if you don't die and you kill other people and you start enslaving loads of people. You could have all these people for you, and then say you've been playing it for like weeks, you get really far, and then you die. You're just like, what an anticlimax. Yeah, I, I think I would smash my mother. <laughs> smash your mother? <laughs> no, That's monitor, what happened when that mother. That's not beat you up with a stick. <laughs> I said monitor, not mother. Oh, it didn't sound like that. I was like, wow, that's a bit harsh. No, I'm not going <laughs> to smash my mother. Probably she would smash me. She would smash and me. I would lose two more teeth. <laughs> more than two more teeth, that's it. Yeah. Oh, how funny, how funny. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I mean, the concept of this game looks intriguing, yet really weird. I, I can't imagine why anybody would pay 10 euro for the game, then you die, and hey, that's it. Your Steam account. Yeah, but that's out. part of it though, isn't it? No one yeah. knows why gamblers go to machines and put 20 quid in and then lose it in one press. But, you know, it's something different. They're trying something out of the box. Of know? course, yeah. But yeah. would you buy it? Um, I might do, just to be intrigued by how it works and to see how good I would be. I'd probably I'll let go, you a buy it done. and then let you tell me how it is. So I, gar- I gather you won't be able to play this off of someone else's account then? I have no idea. It's, it just got the green light on Steam, so... Well, if it does, I'll use one of your accounts. Uh, of course <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh, hands any more news nope that's it okay on to Jansen yeah I've got some news uh, about the Microsoft Xbox One controller Microsoft started shipping out a PC adapter for the Xbox One controller but it seems like it may only just work on Windows 10 and I've got some prices for it it's $25 for the adapter which is roughly £16 or you can buy the adapter with a controller for $80, which is roughly £52. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How much is a normal That's controller for an Xbox? About 40 I think. Wow. Why the wired one, you mean? Yeah, why don't no, you just get the wireless. wired 360 controller? Yeah, but people probably want the latest stuff, and they want an Xbox One controller. I suppose I'm pretty tight. Yeah, but there's yeah. one thing. The Xbox One controller is now coming out uh, wireless. But the Steam controller is also coming, which is about half the price. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Steam controller, I've, uh, one of our friends have got it, and I've heard mixed reviews on this. Some people like it, say it, ha- it takes a lot of getting used to. And then a lot of people say that you feel like your skin's coming off on your thumbs because it's flat and you're rubbing on it constantly. Yep. Yeah. Same here. I heard the exact same thing. But to be honest, I'm, I've, as soon as I saw that Steam controller come out, I thought, oh, I don't like the look of that. I don't like touch pads and track pads. I don't, I don't think that would suit me. I'd like to have a good stick in my fingers. I, yeah, I was the opposite. As soon as I saw it, I thought that would be perfect for me because using controllers, my thumbs are always slipping off the analog sticks. Ah, uh, really? yeah. Well, I'm neutral here. I'm going to buy it and test it, and then I will have a verdict. Oh, that's that then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for your uh, verdict and tell yeah. us what you think. I pre-ordered Personally. one of those uh, controllers. 
Yeah, personally, I won't. I won't get one because it comes with the streaming box, doesn't it? So you can stream really. And I've heard really, really good things about the streaming box. That it, it's so fast. There's no lag or anything. Yeah, so. I've heard good things about it as well. And like, it, it is a good idea if you're a bit of a console gamer as well, and you do like sitting on the sofa. Yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? It's the sort of thing you'd use for Street Fight when your mates come round and I would like, yeah. plug the box in downstairs, get us all round, have a few beers. You know, because what we do is we end up take we have like gamer nights and we all drag our PCs down and put them on my table and all plug them in with wires and that. Yeah. But uh, you haven't seen one of them days yet. Well, <laughs> no. You haven't seen one of them days yet. We did have like five of us around here with all of our computers, all our screens set up on the table. Proper geek party. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, did, I did that back in the day with uh, Command and Conquer at a little mini LAN party. With two of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all did. The 50-50 chance of winning there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get into this week's games. Now, first off, I've been playing a game called Fear, The Awakening. And this game's 14.99 and it's on Steam. And basically, it's a turn-based strategy survival game based on, like, Slavic mythology. So it's, like, got all your... Uh, like gods and goddesses sort of type figures in it. You know, really nice artwork and that. Now, I'll give you a brief story, like a background story of this game. But the game, I've got to be honest, is a lot more in depth with the story. And when you're in the game, you know, it would just take too long to describe every part of it. So I'm going to do my best to get a, a, an overall basic view of the background story for you, all right? Okay. So it basically starts with, like, after 100 years of darkness, the first rays of sun shine back through... And you can imagine, like, life like, sort of coming back, but there's... You imagine, like, sort of underworld has taken over, you know? And basically, there's a handful of survivors. Like, so you haven't got a big city or anything. It's just a little town of survivors which are starving, searching, scavenging, looking for food. And basically, what happens is you take on the role of a god, and there's, like... I think there's, like, six different gods you can be, and you take on the role of one of these gods. Now... These survivors, you start off in a sort of, like, you know, civilization, the way it looks. You've got the map looking down and you've got your little round village. It's like that. But this one village, you've just got one village with a handful of survivors. Now, you being the god, you have to take on the role of looking after these people and trying to get them to, to live, basically. You know, everything that happens throughout the game, things try and kill you. You get, like, animals come in, you get do missions, you do collecting. It's... A really really sort of weird concept because when you first see the game you think of civilization and you think of this like hexagon shaped maps you know, the squares on the map are all like hexagon shapes mm. and you know i first when i played this game thought it was going to be build a town like research stuff make stuff build another town you know how them games sort of go that's the sort of way you you feel they go don't you, you, you yeah they're yeah. sort of to build build a whole empire up. But this game's not like that. And it took me a little while to realise that. What this game does is you have one village, you have a handful of people. Um, when kids grow up, you grow you get one other person at a time. So a kid might get to a certain age and it'll say, Do you want him to be a warrior? Do you want him to be this? Do you want him to be that? And then what happens is with these people in the village, there's three main keys to what happens. But the basics of it is you have some people in the village doing resources, crafting and building. And you have some people out in the world doing like resource gathering and killing animals and doing missions. And the whole concept of the game is, is to get through the whole game, because it does turns, like counts up turns, to get through the whole game and keep your people survived and get them to like a, a good status, you know, try not to die. So it is a survival game. So 
when I first played it, like I said, it was a bit different because I took it, I looked at the game straight off in the wrong way. I was, I was looking at building and I died straight away because I'd done it all wrong. But after a few attempts, I sort of got into the game, sort of understood the way the game was coming across and I sort of adapted through the game. And then you were probably saving it before you did anything major so that you could go back. Come on, man. You know I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you took waiting. the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> do you know what? You two have been waiting to say that. I done. Ha- I didn't even breathe then. I done that like constant, that whole big chapter there. And you were waiting just for that. That was your input. Yeah, if I yep. hadn't have said it, Hans would have said it. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for the right moment. You, just beat you me crazy doing. fools. <laughs> I was all serious then, and then you just took it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you basically got the idea of the game. It's like, it's a bit like, it comes across sort of like, oh, what's the film? Lord of the Rings, that sort of underworld, you know, darkness taking over and bad and, oh. uh, you know, and stuff like that. And then you're the only humans and, and like the world's like creeping over you. You've got to try and fight back survive and live in that world the key features to come across in the game are you've got first of all you've got village management which is like micromanage now what you've got in there you say you've got a handful of people say you've got five people yeah you've got a couple of girls a couple of blokes maybe a kid or so and what you have to do you get split into three plate three parts inside that village now you've got gathering crafting and building so what you have to do is you have to decide which of these characters are good to put in which positions? Next to one character, his skills, he might have like a hammer, which means crafting and constructing or whatever, you know? And that means, say he's got four of that, but then he's only got three in gathering, you're going to make him a crafter. So you have to sort of choose who you want to do your crafting and who you want to do your gathering. And what, so what you do is you get all your characters, and first thing is gathering. So... First thing you do set up straight away, you need, you need food, like because it's a vital thing you need for the live, and you need f- like fire. So you send your people off, you find one that's good at gathering, you send him off to collect wood. Now I selected him, you can select like however many you want to do, but I just select unlimited, so it just keeps doing it. And I had a couple of people going and getting wood, and a couple of people going and getting food. Now, they go off and do their thing while the game plays, they just sit in the background, they go and do their thing, and the town keeps ticking over collecting more and more food and more and more wood and that keeps that sort of that side of the gathering going quite well you can gather other things but you have to research them so say i want to look for gold or something like that i have to research that and then i can select another character to go and gather that stuff you've only got a handful of people like i said to start with so you've got to be wise with what you do the next thing is crafting now as you unlock research from xp you can go onto a big crafting tree and there's loads and loads of stuff on there. And there's different, you can go to buildings, you can do resources. There's different areas from different things that you can craft and, and like research. Now I researched a few buildings and what happens is with the crafting, you get your guy, again, you will need certain resources. And that's what this game actually comes all about, which is what I came a long time to realize. The game's about using your characters out in the world. That's like a party going around, like investigating and searching like, and scavenging and that. You have to use them to try and gather resources from killing animals, doing like side missions and following storylines, basically. Now, so say I go out and kill a wolf, I'll get fur from him. That fur might be needed in building something in the town. So when I come back to the town, I would drop all my gear off there that then people have got and... Then I will go into my crafting section, choose a guy that's got good crafting, and I'll build, say, a well. That well might need either 
yarn, or it might need leather. It, there's all sorts of things it needs. And you've got different levels as well. So instead of having just, you need that, that, and that, and having one single thing like in a line, you've got two rows or three rows. So I could, instead of using yarn, I could use leather. Instead of using metal, I could use gold. And it will give it a better quality of a well, you know? So yeah, you so sort. it actually, you need to keep gathering throughout the whole process. Yeah, but the whole game's about gathering and, and surviving. And that's where I, like I said, that's where I went wrong at the first start. I thought it was about building an empire, and it's not. It's about going around in the woods and the forest and the jungle and finding out missions and finding out, like, secret caves and things like this, you know? And when you do gather things, you like, you kill someone, you might get a limited edition weapon, you know, and then you could put that onto your characters because all the characters have got their own clothes, weapons, and you can upgrade all of their stuff. So that's like the crafting and building and gathering section, which is look like the town features with like the leveling up and researching. That's one of the main things. The next thing is the scout parties. Now you can break parties up in like my party. I think had four people in it, and that's it. You could split that into two and two if you wanted and have two separate parties, but you don't last very long. It's very unforgiving in the world. There's a lot of like, beasts and out there. You can only have one party at a certain time. No, you can have more than one party at a certain time. Okay. I, but how many characters do you have? Well, I, at the beginning of the game, you start, I think it was about eight or nine characters. I never took notice, really, because I put my ones in my town and my ones that were in the party, I just left. Hmm. But you can, move, you can move them from one to the other. So if you've got a, party, got a guy in your, in your party going out like looking around the world... He might be really bad, not have a weapon. So you'd be like, oh, I'll put him back in the village and take someone else. Or I'll just put him back in the village and have more people working in the village, you know. Can you get more the... people, though? Yeah, as the game goes on, like, I think it's like 30 days go by and it will go, oh, you've got an, a kid in your town who's grown into an adult. And it will go, what do you want him to be? He can be a warrior. He can be like a scientist or he can be like a gatherer, you know, and you could put him to work. So you basically choose one of these three places that he'll work. I pretty much done warrior every time because I wanted to build a strong army of people. Even though it's not an army, it's only like five or six people. It's very good at like micromanagement, but it's on a small scale. The whole game seems to be on quite a small scale. I found myself going around my village quite a lot, not going too far away, picking up, killing things, picking up the resources, bringing them back, building a new building, sending them off, you know. But... With the scout parties, what you do is you just you send them off. So it that will be turn-based. So every turn I get, I'll click end of my go, and then these characters will go off, and they'll get, like, say, five spaces each time. Meanwhile, this is going on. You've got animals moving around all of the like map, all over the place. And if they run into you, they pretty much will attack you. Now, there's loads and loads of animals and beasts in this game. Like, really, really lots and lots of them. There's, like, over 90 unique creatures, you know, in combat you can find. And you've got, like, special bosses and, and stuff like that. There is a storyline to it. And to be honest, I got, I got through the storyline of, of, like, the cosmic tree. You go there and you need to get shards from a tree. You have to lie to his brother. I'm not going to give any more spoilers away because that's right at the beginning. But there is a very big storyline in it. The game has got a good story base. So... You can go through the game and just follow stories. So instead of just roaming around aimlessly, you can look for where you want to go next, you know, and follow that kind of storyline. Also, there's like a health system to your people. So if you do come across an animal, and this is what I'm going to get into next, is the combat in the next section. If you do come across animals and you have fights with them and stuff, there's a specific way in which you fight. 
And that leads me on to the combat. Now, I don't, I, have any of you actually played the game? Did you get into it at all? No, I didn't I... play it. No, I wasn't able to play it also. I'm so sorry. No, because basically what there is, you've got like a sort of card game. It's like a card mini game. And at first, it's a bit tricky, looks a bit confusing and comes across. But it looks very, very interesting. Now, I took a few goes. And what you have to do is you've got an offensive and you've got defensive. Or you can also have like an auto-resolve, so you can just skip the, the fighting if you want. But I kind of like the, the card games. I like mini-games, and I found it quite interesting. Now, what you do is, we, each one of your characters has a card. Imagine like Top Trumps. And on that card, it will have like their armor, their attack, and all their different levels. And that will be on an attacking card. And then you'll get a defensive card. The defensive card, what that would do is, we'll have something like move forward and weaken him make like knock him back a bit and he's unconscious sort of thing so his hit rate ain't so good and there's all different things you can have on their cards now what happens is you play your cards say i've got five people that means i've got five cards and say there's five enemies they've got five cards now they'll go first and they'll turn a card over and it will say a rat and it will say his life blah 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 and then you'll pick a card so you've got to try and pick a card that's going to be level to that which you think is going to take that card by beating its score you know so you pick a card and it'll come up saying oh yeah 17 hit rate so you think yeah that's all right and then they might put two a card down and then you put a card down and then what happens is when you've put the end of these cards down it will play out like a scenario where it will flip the first card and it will go rat attacks my person not kills five bits of, of hit power and then my one will attack him because he's next to him and it'll kill him and then the next rat will kill, and it'll go down the list in sequence of who's hitting who and when it gets to the end of that sequence it will go to the next round and it will do it again and you can select on the next round i'm going to put some defensive people in i'll put him in there i'll put him in there to help them people out sounds quite tricky but it's quite in depth the way it works and it's very graphical so each card is you feel like you're playing like you know how you play solitaire on the, on the computer imagine uh, that yeah. but a hundred times better with the graphics and like the feeling and the environment around you just feels very mystical if you know what i mean um, but how often do you get into battles like this where you have to use this card system because it, it, it sounds quite long time. no it's a very once you get into it it's very quick because you'll just go right he's my best player she's my second best player that one's good to get close that one's good for defense <clears throat> and you find yourself just clicking through them and they click through them and it plays but what i found is when i see a new enemy i play the card game when i see an enemy i know i'm going to cane like a wolf or a rat, I will just click auto-resolve because I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe the floor with them. And what happens okay. is, once you've come across this get this uh, fight and the fighting scene's finished, if you win, it will say, you've killed them, you've got this much XP, you've got this much research to add to your research levels, and it will give you some random items, like say some food or some water, or, or it could be a random weapon if it's a good boss. So sometimes... You don't want to avoid them. You want to find these characters. You think, oh, I wonder what they're going to give me. I wonder what they're going to give me, you know? And so you finish that fight and then you move on to where you're going. But if you see any more animals, you sort of find your way towards them because you start getting this sense of what could I unlock next? What could I get? Oh, I need 10 thatch back at my, back at my house, you know? Or you might need string, which you can get from killing a spider from its web. So if you need string, you'd go off and you'd look for spiders and you'd kill them. And then you could take that back to the, the town and you can use that, build that building. Put someone on the case with building a building, carry on doing your walking about 
And it's sort of like that. You go back, you down, drop off all your goods, they build more, you go off. And it's like a little search party all the time. After you've done the fighting scenes, you like I said, you can unlock all sorts of random items. Now, if your character does, say you've got, your character's got 15 hit points, when they get to naught, that character dies, that character's out of the game for good. No coming back. Now, if the character, say, loses two hit points, what you can do is, you can press a key on the screen, and it will show up a map, like an overlay. And on that overlay, it will show you resources. So it will show, in this square in the jungle, there'll be, like, fruit. In this square in the mountains, it could be a gold mine. And it shows you what you can gather on the map. So what you do is, when you get hurt, now, in order to get your life back, you have to put up a camp for the night. So you miss a go, basically. You just press end go, camp up, and your character will heal themselves every time they, they go to sleep in the camp. Now, if you want to gather stuff, you're not going to heal. So, so you put, like, four people who are not hurt, they will gather, like, the fruit and the gold whilst you're asleep. So say they gather two pieces each time they're asleep while the other one's healing. And then once they're healed... You set off again and you go and you move on. You know, in the world, you go looking for some more stuff. Any questions so far? No, I'm actually intrigued by listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there's it's, a lot more to it than I thought. Yeah, see, when you first see it, you think it's some kind of civilization where you're building cities and, and you're going off scouting. And like, I couldn't work out how to get new people. And I was like, but that's the whole point of the game. It's a survival game. It's not an empire building game. It's a survival game. So... You're trying to keep this 10 people you've got alive for as long as you can. And trust me, they do get killed. Even with me saving the game and loading it, still get killed. <laughs> you know? You do come across you do come across like issues. That's just the way I play games, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a game that's gonna go on for a long, long time like that, choices, you make the wrong turn, you just go back and you return. <laughs> you know? You don't yeah, waste my whole once game. Once again that beats the point of the game. <laughs> yeah. So. That's the way I like to play them. <laughs> oh, but yeah, dear. cracking on anyway. Yeah, this game's got um, a completely like random generated map, and it's got like a hexagon map of different, all different environments. You've got like forgotten ruins, forests, swamps, mountains. You know, it is really, really detailed and really, really nice map. You know, you know when you look at civilization stuff, which is what you're going to compare it to because it's a similar sort of map. You know, this thing is is brilliant. It's really detailed. I really, really like the map. And I like the way you can zoom in and it sort of the camera sort of zooms in and down. So you go like sort of looking 3D at them sort of thing, you know. And uh, yeah, but that's pretty much about the game. I've got a little bit of background about the game, about the creators and about uh, a few a few bits of information. It's, it's quite interesting. Like the games so far, because it's still in early access, I believe. The game so far has been being made for a year and a half so far. And the, t the, the team of guys that are doing it. You know, and this is what I say all the time. This is why these games are amazing. So I like them the most. You know, it's three guys. You've got one coder, one artist and one writer. And they all work remotely from their own houses, which I think that's pretty amazing to start. That's with. amazing. So yes. They're yeah. not even near each other. They just work remotely. They all clock in and they do it from their homes. And another thing is this game has been solely made. The map that that it's that game is actually built on is a honey hex terrain generation tool. And that's the map that's in game and they've they sell this map on the, uh, on the unity asset store which is like a store where if you create games you can buy different sections you know and they actually sell that map for people to use in other games and that's where all the money's come from solely from that for them to build this game you know and like i said this game's 
And if you like adventure games and you like sort of slow, because that's like my type of game, slow pace, you know, take your time. You can save the game if you want and load it and save it and load it as many times as you want, you know. You do slip up every now and then because I did do it once. I saved the game just after I'd done a cock up and uh, so then when I tried to load the game, all my people were dead. <laughs> but you, you deserved it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what you get for cheating. I'd like oh, to see no, their no, view if they cheating, think they're cheating. They wouldn't put the save function in after every go otherwise. It's, it's a legal form of cheating, there you go. A loophole. That's, that's not relevant. Loopholes mean it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> the debate goes on. Yes. But yeah, that's Fear, The Awakening, 14.99 on Steam. Very, very good little game. Does take a long time to get into it, but still a very good game. Oh, one other thing I, did, I forgot to mention. For replayability... When you complete the game, as you go through the game and you unlock things and you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you can, at the start of the game, you can only unlock two gods out of six, I think it is. So you, and, and they're totally random for each different computer. So if you play the game, you might have two different people to me. So basically, as you go through the game, when you get to the end game, you unlock this god, a new one. So when you start the game again, you can start a whole new game of a whole new set of people and a whole new group of animals or whatever. And, you know, you might be an evil one this time. Ooh. So it gives that replayability as well. Is there any um, multiplayer on it? I don't think so. I think it's just a single player. I don't think it's multiplayer. Okay. But then again, I played it all in single player and I assumed it is just single player anyway. So if it was multiplayer, I'd probably tried to get one of you guys in ages ago. But, you know, I think it's a sit down on your own brain tickler where you just sit there and you get locked into the game and you sort of work your way slowly through at your own pace, you know? Yeah. I like them sort of games. But yeah, that's Fiat, The Awakening. Really, really good game. Check it out, people, on Steam. does take a little while to get used to it because you, you sort of assume that it's going to be like other games when really it's a brand new like concept. It's totally different. Survival in a sort of civilization sort of map. And that's it. That's, that's, that's my game. Intrigue. Um, any questions from you guys that you'd like to know anything? Not really. Just I want to try it now. I've yeah. been listening to your uh, review here, mesmerized totally. Cool. If, if I like games like Age of Empires and Command and Conquer, will yeah, I like love, this game? You'll really like it. But like I said, the, the only downside for this, but it's not really a downside, is it was hard to sort of get myself used to playing a game that looks like that, but when the concept is different to what I've played before. Because you sort of switch yourself automatically into... I can see the map, I know what this game's about, and you sort of go off, you've never played the game before, but you go off down that route thinking you've played games like this, so I know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, it takes you totally by surprise. Mm. You know, I know Glenn was playing this quite a lot as well, and obviously he's got no internet, so he can't get on, but he said as well, at the beginning, he said, you know, it looks like a civilization game, but it doesn't work like that, you know, I can't get how to build more civilizations, I don't and I was trying to explain to him that the game is different the way it's set out. And if you, you change your mindset to play the game how the game's been designed to play, and it becomes fun because it's all about collecting resources, it's all about building, it's all about getting your little clan. Imagine if you was playing like, I don't know, Ark, for instance. That's a 3D game where you run around, you collect resources, you build stuff. Yeah. This is pretty much that same sort of concept, but in a game that looks totally different. It's built from a map-down view, you know, and you've got a town which you don't really see inside. But it's all stats based and you move your stuff around. It's that sort of game. And it's got that sort of feel to it once you get playing. You know, you get hooked on, I want to unlock more stuff. I want to unlock a new building. Or I want to find some gold to build this. I want to go and find some hay to build that. 
and you go out looking and that gives you something to focus on at all points in the game you know and yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed it for that I got quite hooked into it for a little while yeah so, uh, sounds really interesting yeah. yeah so you should try it out it is a really really good little game that's Fear the Awakening which I've said 15 times now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's move on right another game we've been playing this week and we've all been playing this because it's just a multiplayer game it's yeah. keep talking and nobody explodes. Now, that sort of says the game in the title to start off with. Does any of you want to give a brief description of how you found the game? What do you mean how you found the game? I mean, I found it through you. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, um, I really like this game. You're either a bomb-diffusing dude. I have no idea how you call him over there. So, <laughs> Or you can be like me and you're the one very far away from the bomb and just reading the manual. Yeah, and that's, the, that's one of the main issues with this game, yeah. the manual. What it does is, you can have one player, so you can play this remotely. You can even play it, do you know, you can even play it over a mobile phone. Yeah, because, I heard that, yeah. What happens is, basically, you go onto the website of the game, and you download a manual. And you could download this and print it off. So if you had ten friends over, you could print the, map, the bomb diffusing manual off on paper, give them all a, a copy of this manual... And then you just need one person to sit on the computer or if you're in a house on the TV in the front room, turn his back to everybody else, put headphones on him, whatever, so he can just hear what you're saying. Well, you don't even need headphones really, do you? Can you just talk to them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, as long as you're not looking at the manual. Yeah, as long as they can't see the manual and you can't see the bomb, that's pretty much fine. Now, what happens is the game is basically very, very simple concept, but very, very good. It's yeah. like very basic. What you do is... As many people as who want the manual in physical form or even on a PDF on a computer screen can play. So you could have one person in France playing, one Germany and one in America and one just playing the game. So you only need one copy of the game, basically. That person sits and watches the bomb. The bomb comes up and the, you have to basically describe the bomb to the people. They're reading the manual. They have to look through that manual. And trust me, it's a proper complex manual as well, isn't it, boys? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's got some real detail in there. And we'll go into some of the different things we came across in a little while. But basically, you've got to the, the bomb and you have to discuss, whilst you've got a timer going, what you see, how to defuse it. And that is pretty much the concept of the game, ain't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. You've got to ask the questions, i got to ask the questions. And it's actually the ultimate multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very funny, man, because yeah, I yeah. get into a few points where it really panics me. And when that bomb goes off, man, it really does scare you. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I know it's coming because I can see the countdown, but I still went, Bleh! It was like pretty, pretty freaky, man. But yeah, it gets especially more... with, with your headphones on, it's like really loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets more hectic the more people you have because you've got one person defusing the bomb, but then if you've got five people with manuals and they're all shouting out what they think it is. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and all saying different things. Yeah. It depends who, to who you trust. Like when we played it, Glenn, he seemed to be the smartest one. And so we, I just listened to him. <laughs> he seemed to work oh, it out. come on. <laughs> game's 10.99. And do you know what? On Steam, the game's got overwhelmingly positive um, views. And I've never even seen that on Steam before. I've seen positive, but not overwhelmingly yeah. positive. One major feature of this game, it's already VR enabled. So virtual reality, the bomb is in 3D. You're in the room. And we didn't play it that because we haven't got any uh, virtual reality equipment yet. But the person can be the virtual reality goggles on and they can be actually in there with the bomb. Like, so they can be moving the bomb around with their hands and stuff. And the bomb is very detailed, you know. 
you've right, I'd describe a bomb that I the last one I used. You've got like a button on it which will say a certain word like um what was the button? It's like press or there was another one that was to say deactivate I think it was and the buttons yeah. would be different colours and the buttons have different buttons on them and so you'd have to look in the manual at saying first of all like where's the where's the button section? So you find the button section and then you'll be like Oh, it says, what does it sound about? And what does it say? And you'll be like, oh, it says diffuse. It says, oh, if it just says diffuse, you have to hold the button down, press it for 10 seconds, and then and let go of it. Or hold the button down and let go of it when there's a one in the counter. Or something like that. But there was loads yeah. and loads of different... Yeah, like, the same with, with the wires. you got like, six wires, two wires, five wires. And it all depends on what color the wires are at the moment. Yeah, so you'd have like, how many green wires? Uh, not green, there's no green wires. <laughs> yellow <laughs> no, wires there's the red ones, yeah. Is red, the second yellow. wire a, a red? And you'd have all these different options that you're reading in physical, like, writing in a book. And you're trying to look to see which one's right. And someone in the background would be going, press, cut the red one, cut the red one. And someone would be going, cut the black one. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then you cut it, and you've got three strikes. So, but it's different strikes for each bomb, isn't it? So the first mm, bomb's yeah. like one, like, three strikes, and they go down to one strike. But the, the actual concept of the game is just to defuse this bomb. And the bombs are always randomly generated. They're never the same bomb twice, so... Yeah. On the bomb, you can have like the wire cutting section. You can have like a map section where you've got to go around the map and, and do the markers. Yeah, because got... the bomb's split into is it six sections on each side? It, yeah, and then yeah. each section is a different part to the manual. Yeah, and like yeah, every time you start a new bomb, those six sections on both sides will change. Yeah, but... and don't fool yourself. The game gets very very hard after a while. <laughs> it did get very very hard. Oh, also, it's um, the batteries as well. Sometimes it asks you what batteries has it got and yeah. what colour they are, how many there are. Yeah, and that, that sort of gives you... And each one of these, say it's got one battery, it could give you 10 answers. And if it's got two batteries, it could be 10 answers. If it's got a battery and then it's got like um, a serial number, that means it could have this. If it's got a serial number beginning with an odd letter, it's got this. It's like there's so many variations in that manual. It's like I remember when we first got it and we all got the manual up and we was like, what? It was really, is really, really is complex. And I can imagine them bombs at the end of the game because we didn't actually get that far because we weren't fast enough and good enough. You know? Yeah, especially we... the last section. Yeah, so when you get to them sort of sections, this game is like picking up, I don't know, how can I describe it? It's like picking up a manual to set up a router or something for a mm. normal person. Mm. Just look at it and go, nah, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, the first it's, time it's you look at it... It's nerve-wracking, man. Yeah, the first time you look at it, you look at the manual and you just think, like, what the hell does all this mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the more you play it, the more you realise, like, the different sections work in different ways. But the one with the maze, like, I, I didn't get that at I all. I couldn't work it out. That's what I couldn't get because Glenn done it straight away. And then the next time you played it, I was like, we need Glenn. We need Glenn. Rig him. Yeah, phone, phone he was very good with the hieroglyphs. Yeah, mm. he was very fast, Glenn, on that, man. Mm. Yeah. There you go, Glenn. You're very clever. <laughs> this is your game. Yeah, you'll edit this out anyway. So yeah, this game also it's had loads of awards already. It's already won loads and loads of awards. Yeah, I saw that as well. There and and rightly six... so, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it is. Do you know what? It's it's. I keep finding lately we're coming across these games which are, you know, games have got so complex nowadays with details and graphics and like. You know, like I found when I was playing The Witcher, there were so many menus and upgrades and stuff like that that I found it a bit overwhelming. And it's nice to go back to a game that's very basic, very straightforward, but a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's this... all about playability, isn't it, with yeah. a game like yeah. this? It's just fun with friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine having a few beers sitting in your front room? Like, let's whack that on. And like normally, if you said you can put a computer on with your missus and all her mates around, they'd be like, "Yeah, piss off, mate." You ain't putting a computer on. <laughs> but this sort of game, you could imagine having a right laugh and you could just keep playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's got so many levels and so many differences of depth, you could keep playing it, keep doing different bombs, and it would just be a game that you could play through the night, I believe, like with your friends. If you look mm-hmm. at the oh, videos yeah. on the website, it's a group of people all playing, like having a beer and that. So that's the sort of game this is. Anything else that you lo- uh, would like to say about the game? Uh, I reckon a good add-on for this game would be like static shockers. So everyone's got like a wristband or something that gives yeah. a static shock. Um, when the bomb blows up, everyone gets shocked. That'd be well good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah actually, that's a cool idea, but I don't think I would wear it. <laughs> you have to it put would... the, that has to go on your nipples, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're derailing here. <laughs> derailing again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just say the first thing that comes into my mind. <laughs> I am a bit twisted. You didn't want to hear my first thought. Uh, you didn't say it. No, no. Let's go another route. Yeah, let, let's skip that bit. Yeah. But yeah, the game's just about defusing bombs with your friends. And it's the other good thing about it is, like, when I first got this game, I was like, we only need one copy of the game. And everybody's like... And, and to be honest, when we first played this, everybody on our team speak, I just went, everybody get into this game. I put a link in there for everybody yeah. to download the manual. And then everybody just got in and started talking about it. When everybody just got played it, it was really, mm. really good. Mm. It is. And it's something we're going to continue playing for a long time, I think. Yeah. So, like, we have 10 minutes, oh, we're going to play this one. Yeah. See, if you is really sad, you could play it on your own. You could have the manual in front of you and still play it and try and work it out, you know, because some of them are really hard. Yeah, yeah. but that, that kind of beats the purpose of the game. Well, not no, really. It's, it's, because... it's, like, it's like saving and loading. <laughs> not really, because... I would still have five minutes, if I was on like the most complex bomb in the game, I'd still only have five minutes to try and work out my own bomb. I reckon, I could bet you, if I said to you the hardest bomb on the game, I'd give you the manual in front of you, five minutes complete it, I guarantee you still wouldn't. No, probably not, but that would be a cool <laughs> add-on there. You could, if somebody could actually make a bomb and then upload it for other players to defuse it. Yeah. You're about a real bomb then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a, that's another thing, like um, a Steam Workshop or something. So you could yeah. create your own bombs and and different like different new things to to have diffused and stuff. Yeah, that that would actually be a very cool addition to the game. Yeah, that'd be a uh, quite a good idea. But yeah, that's just there's not really a lot to talk about with this game. Just to say how fun it is, you know, how yeah. funny it is with your mates. It's just such a funny game, like watching yeah. watching someone panic. Yeah. Before the bomb goes off. Yeah, it's like the Mario Party for PC. Mario Party. <laughs> Can't say I've played Mario Party. Not my, uh, Come my on. kind of game. Everybody played Mario Party at least once. Jansen? Yeah, on the on the Wii. Uh, I played it on Nintendo 64 back in the day. What game? Mario Party. Oh, I don't know. No, I've never played it, dude. Nah. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed yeah. blowing past. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, keep talking. And no one explodes. It's 10.99 on Steam. And it's got overwhelmingly positive feedback which is very very good i must say that's that game and uh right that's all i've played this week i've played a little bit with jansen on another game but he's going to talk about that later right on to hands what have you been playing this week well i've been playing two games one is of course the add-on for the witcher 3 i'm going to talk about it again next week when i finish it and the other one is actually quite an older game now the retro gamers will know it it's grim fandango 
it's an old LucasArts game which has been remastered uh, last year, I think. So I picked it up on Steam, was pretty cheap, and I got really sucked back into that story again. Has any of you played Grim Fandango back in the day? No. no. I've heard the name, but I've yeah. never seen the game. Yeah, I know of it, but never actually played it. I think it's just because it's such a weird, funky name, though, ain't it? We've seen it. We've seen <laughs> the name about. It is. It's, it's a unique kind of game. There's, like, no other like this one. You can actually compare it a bit with, like, a point-and-click adventure like Monkey Island or King's Quest. Yeah. But here you can actually um, move your character around with, with, with your with your gamepad. So what? It's like a point-and-click, but you can use a controller, you mean? Yeah. You can actually move your character in, in real time like a point-and-click. You have to click on the right side of your screen and your character will walk there. Here, you don't. You just walk to there with, with the control pad or your keyboard or whatever it is you want to use. So it's good because you can sit back in your chair, relax. Yeah. You can actually play, play this on on TV if you want <laughs> on your couch, so to speak. Yeah, but I don't cool. think I don't think this one is on consoles. I am not sure. But anyway, in this game you play as um, Manny Calavera. Now the background of this game is you're playing in the realm of the dead. So as you know, you're dead. So in life you're a bum. <clears throat> you did very bad. You can't go to the to heaven yet, and you have to work off your debt. Uh, wow. So yeah. you was a bum in life, and then before you're even allowed to die, you had to work off your debt. <laughs> yeah, you have to work How off your debt to get to, to heaven. Yeah, it's 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 horrible to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, what what happens here is when so, when somebody dies, they have travel packages. <laughs> so if you're rich in life and you lead a, and you led a good life, then you can buy the best travel package there is, and you can take the train straight up to heaven. Of course. You, as many Calavera, you can do that because you have zero money and you need to, to find some clients to send to heaven. Now, at so, you some gotta work, so you got to work your way to heaven. Yeah, you got to work your way to heaven, literally. Now, at some point, there's a food poisoning in a restaurant. Hold on, can't you just go to hell? Mm, I think you are in hell. I think that's a bit of a concept right. of the game. I'm not <laughs> sure, but I think that's the concept of the game. Now, I should maybe point out here that uh, the game is based on the Mexican lore. So, I'm... Um, not really familiar with the Mexican lore about the underworld and, and yeah, okay. all that stuff. But anyway, uh, it's, it's an intriguing little uh, thing. But there's like a food poisoning in a restaurant, yeah? And there's like one client that's led a good life, pretty rich. She's called Mercedes Calamar, also again, Mexican. Basically, you send her on the wrong travel package. <laughs> so okay. she, she has enough money to go with the train straight to heaven, but you send her in a wooden box off to god knows where now your boss of course is pretty pissed off at you and he wants you to go find that lady again so that's basically the story of the game and this now, is your mission to, to try and work your, your, way your to mission her. is actually to try and find that girl again and get her to heaven to right your wrongs yeah to right your wrongs but there's also some competition out there in the world of that of course because there's like a, another um, grim reaper who, st who steals your clients. Hold on, can I pause you... you for one second? Yeah. Is this game, I've got a vague, when you said Grim Reaper, I got a vague image of like a cartoon character, Grim Reaper, all stretched out. Is that this game? That's him. That's Manny Calavera. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the images of this game before then. Yeah, the problem is I can't go into too much detail without spoilers. What I yeah. can say is that there are four chapters and the conversations are hilarious. Now, of course, you can die in the game like with any... Um, point and click game so to speak but just the um the conversation of the game are hilarious you, you can talk with everyone and there's a lot of conversation options you can go into and you can flirt with someone you can insult is them it, if you want 
Is it a bit like the game Discworld? Do you remember Discworld, the book? Yeah, it's it's the same. That sort of yeah, it's that's the guy dry, in the game. But Discworld, Discworld is is way harder than this one. I think Discworld, especially the first one, is widely known to be one of the the hardest point and click games in the world. Really? To, yeah. To like to, to, to finish that game without a walkthrough is quite yeah, an like accomplishment. Finding <laughs> items and finding secrets and stuff. Yeah, 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 it is. But I think Discworld was originally voiced by one of the guys from Monty Python. Yeah, did, yeah, it uh, was. Yeah. yeah, this is voiced by, in my opinion, some unknown characters, but they do pretty damn good job in voicing uh, everything. Like in Act 2, you go to uh, Rubakava, which is like the, um, the capital city in the world of that, and you own a nightclub and you can um, go and do stand-up comedy. The things you can say there are absolutely amazing. You can also go to the races, but instead of horse races, they have cat races. Now, somewhere, yeah, <laughs> so weird. Somewhere in that in that act, in Act Two, you lose your radio, and it's in the cat litter box. Now you have to imagine a cat litter box for like three hundred kittens. Oh. Imagine the smell. <laughs> oh. So actually, when when you go in there with your character, there's this like hilarious conversation like oh my god this stinks <laughs> like he says and then it goes on like that the whole game is like one big laugh yeah so it's pretty much uh having a laugh a bit tongue-in-cheek sort of thing yeah it is it's it's really one big laugh and the puzzles aren't too hard uh i think anybody even even anyone that has never played a point and click game can finish this game in i guess is a it, few days is the jokes and comedy aimed at the older generation or... no i think it's it speaks to everyone Oh, so it's, it's there, there's no jokes about popular uh, about pop culture and all that stuff, so it's actually all jokes within the game itself. Oh, cool! And there's some really funny conversations. Like uh, at some point, there are the working bees. They're on strike. Imagine a pack of working bees with signs in their hand on strike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, the whole game is so just it's like got that. sort of like funny feel to it. Is it? It um... is. So would you, would this be for purely for people that like point and clicks? Do you think, or do you think it'd, it'd hit a range of people? Honestly, I'm not sure. I would say to people that can get the game and have never played that kind of game, to try it out. How much because is the game? I think now you can get it for seven ninety nine. It's it's pretty cheap. Is that in euros as well, though? Yeah, euros. I'm sorry, I don't know yeah. the, the euro yeah, to no, pound conversion. Cool. So it should be about what six pounds, I guess. Yeah, five six quid. It's also on, on goodoldgames.com, and I think it's a bit cheaper there than on Steam, but I'm not 100% sure. With oh, this cool. remastered version, is there anything new to the game, or no, is it just, just, it looks better? It looks better, and you can play it on Windows. Okay. Oh, <laughs> on the, games that never on the normal Windows, yeah. Cool, anything else about the game? No, that's pretty much it, because if I go in detail, I'm going to spoil a lot of, uh, of things, and I don't want to do that. Cool, it's it's a... one of those games you should really try out for yourself. And yeah, it's just good for a laugh. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's a great storyline. It's a laugh. And you, trust me, you will get sucked into the storyline somehow. It's so over-the-top funny at some point that you, you will laugh. Did you complete the game or not yet? Not yet. I'm in Act 4, which is the last chapter. And I'm probably going to complete it next week. And then I maybe can go a bit more into detail. <laughs> cool. So you can give us an update on, on what uh, happened on completion. Most certainly will. But no spoilers. No spoilers <laughs> at all. Because right. have you been playing I, anything was, else? No, that was it. I did play The Witcher, I already said that, so but that's oh, for so next week. The Witcher and Grim Fandango Remastered. Yep, that's it for this week. Cool, right, we're on to Jansen. What have you been playing, Sunny Jim? Uh, I've been playing Mad Max. Mad Max, we've had a little bit about this before with Matt, but we didn't go into too much detail, so 
maybe you could shed some more light on it for us. Yeah, because it's on my Steam list and I haven't played it yet. Everybody's here. saying this game's yeah. amazing and everybody yeah, said they've been it. addicted to it. So yeah, it is good. It's really good. And if you if you've watched the film, you'll love it. Like I just for, film. for that as well. Yeah, me neither. Oh, have, have you seen the original? Yes. Long time okay. ago, though. Okay, so the the remake is basically the same storyline as the original, but the game is more aimed at the remake rather than the original. Give us a brief description of the original and the remake, the storyline. <laughs> okay, so the, the storyline is basically you're Mad Max, and it's a post-apocalyptic world that you're living in, and in the original, his family are killed and he just goes out on revenge and he's got like his souped up car so he's an angry guy yeah so there's always one (laughs) yeah so pretty much it's him a shotgun and his car and he he's just out for blood and everyone that he comes across they're trying to kill him he's trying to kill them and everyone is trying to get fuel so the the premium commodity in that world is petrol a bit like water world exactly so everyone's everyone's building these extreme machines and they need the fuel to run it so they build giant compounds and they store all their fuel but everyone all the time is trying to steal the fuel from you so why don't they get smart cars (laughs) <laughs> because we're living in a post-apocalyptic world driving around in these massive souped up like horrible looking cars and there's a little guy in his little smart car with more fuel than everybody solar that's panel sm- that, that smart car would last five seconds even without anyone <laughs> shooting at it it just wouldn't make it across the terrain my mum used to have a smart car I used to call it a roller skate yeah, my girlfriend drives a smart car, and I call it a roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> my my car's very old. Here, little story for you, yeah? My mum's one, I took it down a massive hill on the motorway, and I mean, it was a really steep hill, and their top speed's meant to be about 85, 90 miles an hour, isn't it? Yeah. I got it up to 115, and the tyre melted, and I crashed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Nick, you've crashed every car you've owned, haven't you? No, not really. I've got 10 years no claims bonus, matey. Yeah, I don't know how you got that, because every car you've had, you've crashed. No, I've only crashed a few of them. It's probably pure luck. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the day, I did have some fast cars. That didn't last long. Some of them didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I had a Renault 5 Turbo with in-car boost, so you could turn the turbo up and down from inside, and that was running about 350 brake horsepower. How long long did that last? 0-60 in under 3 seconds. I didn't crash that. I sold it because it was bloody dangerous, man. My girl, doing mine a... goes from 0 to 100 kilometers. It is in, what, 50 seconds? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you should have used that in the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, carry on. back to the game. In this game, you're, you're the same storyline. So you start off as Max, and you've got your car from the original film, which is called Black on Black, and... All the bad guys, they catch up with you and they beat the crap out of you and they nick your car. So then you're on foot and you're pissed off with these people because they've nicked your car and you're on a mission to go and get your car back from... Have you already seen the family scene yet where your family's been killed in that or is that not part of the game? Oh, no. In this, it's not part of the game. It's just they've nicked your car and you're pissed off. Yeah, because in the original film, you've got the family part to it. In the remake of the film, you don't have that. The remake of the film starts with Max being chased 
by the bad guys oh, and right. they nick his car. So that's kind of how this game starts. And it shows you he's got a full tank of petrol, which he's even more pissed off about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carry but on. They don't kill him. They leave him for dead. And he wants his car back. So he goes on a mission to get his car back. But you meet up with this hunchback guy called Chumbucket. And Chumbucket is like a master mechanic. And he's, he gives you all the inside information of where to go, who to see. And he also says, like, bring me the parts and I'll build you a car that's better than the car that you had. And their project car is called Magnum Opus. So your new car is the Magnum Opus and you're literally driving it around as a roll cage on wheels. And as you progress through the game, you're picking up parts to add to the car to make so it better. So it's like collecting and scavenging and yeah. just, I love games like that, just open world, just go around, do whatever you want, but just every time you do something, you can just go and buy another bit and it's like, yeah, so you feel like you've achieved something because that is your trophy. Exactly. Yeah, it, isn't that the whole point of the game to just um, get your car better and better? Yeah. So it it's an open world game and you've got all these missions going on, but the end game is that you want your car to be the best car that it can be. And so as you're going around and you're doing missions, you're picking up scrap metal and project parts and things like that. And those are the parts that you can then add to your car to make it better. So you can upgrade the wheels, the body, the engine, armor. You can add spikes to it. Do you, you can... get like different variations? So say I want to add some body armor to it. You've got all different types that I can choose from. Yeah. Like straight away, the first thing you get is the body shell. And when you get to the place, there's, I think there's four body shells there that you can choose from. And then once you've put that on it, you, you can then upgrade like the individual parts to the car. And so when you pick an upgrade, it will be in a certain order. So as you progress, it unlocks the next, next upgrade. Yeah. So it's like a... So it's like sort of like a family tree sort of thing backwards. You yeah. start off with here with the car, and yeah. then that route can split into one there, to two there, and then split to four there, and that four can split into another four. That's blo- So everybody's going to have an individual sort of car. Yeah, and because the scrap that you pick up works as like currency for your garage, like when you're doing missions, you might stumble upon a wrecked car at the side of the road, and then you'll look around it, and you'll see that there's scrap metal to pick up. And then it will say like 75 scrap. And then that's 75 almost pounds that you can then spend in the garage to upgrade your car. Do you, do you find like, can you find upgrades out in the wilderness? So like come across a new set of wheels or anything? Or is it all no. just scrap based? Yeah, it's all scrap based. But you do find things which are project parts. And when you... So like limited edition? No, because it's not actually for your car. It's for the base that you end up at. Because without giving too much of the story away, like you will make allies in the game as well as enemies. And when you're with your allies, they have a place for you where you can then fix up your car. But that place as well has different projects inside the base. And it will show you on the map where the parts are for those projects. Oh. And it's just another little side mission to the other missions that you're doing as well. Yeah. So I've got another question for you. Yeah. This game, being a car sort of game, is it focused on car game or is it focused on open world survival game? Is it like all car races to get stuff or is it actually missions, shooting people and stuff like that? It's a little bit of both because you 
you only travel by car because the open world is huge and yeah. you're not going to run anywhere you you're literally going to drive everywhere so like a lot of it is driving based your car is pretty fast and you've got a nitrous boost on it and it sounds got... a bit like need for speed in the desert yeah it's yeah it's that kind of thing <laughs> so it, you can like literally drive wherever you want there there are like like so beaten mountains and stuff that you can follow and when you have your mini map like it will show you those routes and it you can also use a kind of gps where you can put a waypoint on the map and it will give you a green line yeah but it because it's open and you're in a desert you can literally go in whatever direction you want but you may fall off a cliff or something like that but it, when you it, die do you just lose scrap well your car gets damaged and if it gets damaged enough it will blow up but because you've got chum bucket in the back of your car whilst you're driving away, around if it gets really bad it will give you a countdown and before it gets to zero if you can stop your car and jump out of it chum bucket will come out with a fire extinguisher put the fire out and then he'll fix it <laughs> chum but, bucket but whilst you're doing that if you've got people chasing you they'll be trying to run you down so you've got to run and evade these other cars trying to run you down until your car's fixed enough that you could jump back in it and then destroy the cars that are chasing you. Yeah. And that's part of the game as well, is that you have all these bad guys in their cars all over the place. So when you're driving over to a mission, like you might come across like two guys who notice you and they'll come after you. And if you get a car where it's just one driver, he'll just try and ram you until he can destroy your car. So he'll and just what... keep following, keep following. Yeah, and it, what you need to do, you need to either, if you want to chicken out, you, you drive off and try and get away from him, or you battle him. And basically what you want to do, you want to ram the car either head-on or side impact. And when you do that, if you ram them and you press your nitro button, you'll knock out like half their life. And you could just smash them up that way. Or a more fun way of doing it is if you're chasing someone, you can use your aim button and chum bucket comes out the back with a harpoon and it goes into a slow-mo and it will highlight when you're attacking part, yeah off the car oh, like, that, that's like like bullet time or something in yeah Spain. yeah it's yeah it's that kind of thing so cool. everything slows down and then it will highlight your crosshair on the different parts and as it lights up white when you shoot that's what it will harpoon and then you can do the retract button and then it will pull their wheel off or pull their bumper off or pull the door off. And if they don't really have any armor, you can actually focus on the driver. And drag and him can, out. Yeah, you can rip the driver out of the seat with the harpoon. That's awesome. And he goes flying off and dies. And then <laughs> his car's just lying there. And you can then smash the car up and take the scrap metal from it. Yeah. And then the same with the person. When he's lying on the floor, you can walk up to him and you can loot him and see if he's got anything. That's cool. Because there are you. You mentioned to me before that you can upgrade your character as well. Yeah. So it's the same thing with like the scrap. It's like you're you're building up a currency as you're playing the game, and then you're building up your level as well. So the more you do, the higher level you go, and then it will give you a notification that you can upgrade something on your character. So is and that then, purely by scrap? The amount of scrap, or is that an XP level? Yeah, it's it's like an XP level because the scrap is mainly for like your car, and then you build up an XP for your character. Oh right. And when you go into your pause menu, it will give you the sections of your car, your character, 
your infantry and things like that. And when you go to your character, you can upgrade like his abilities. Like you can give him like longer health, or you can upgrade your combat moves when you're like hand to hand fighting, or you can upgrade like the so cooldown period. Open. So yeah. everybody's going to play the game differently, basically. It's more like yeah. a collection. Yeah. It's collecting so, things all the way through. Yeah, because it's like, because you've got so many abilities and like character traits, when you get your one upgrade, you then have to pick, like, okay, what do I want to upgrade more, one or the other? It doesn't upgrade everything simultaneously. You, you have to pick and choose what you feel so, would benefit your character more. So you find that you're pretty addicted to it then because you're constantly like, oh, I'll just get one more. How, yeah. how, far how far between are the upgrades? Are they pretty close together or are they like really work for it? Well, the thing is with the scavenging, you, you can upgrade your car quite quickly because you could just go around smashing up other cars, nicking their scrap. And then you, but don't you, you complete the game then? No, well, it's going to take you a while because like your, the scrap you're picking up is like, it could be anything from two to say a hundred and to upgrade like an exhaust pipe might cost you 300 okay and it's like the the scrap that you get from doing missions are more valuable so it might say to you go to this compound and there's some oil drums you've got to blow them up but then that compound has got like snipers on it and then they've got a flamethrower at the door and things like that so but like you said you can't get out of your car and walk around you you can like it's just traveling around the map oh, you right. don't so... you so it's, do you have guns? Uh, yeah, you've got your sidearm, which is your sawn-off shotgun, and ammo is a premium as well. So as you're walking around, you might go to, like, you come across, like, a little tent or something like that, and there might be, like, three bad guys in there. And you go in, you kill those guys, and you, you search the little area, and you might find two little bits of scrap, but you also find a shotgun shell as well. Uh, and you can, like pick anything up that people drop so they might drop weapons as well so you can pick that up but you lose your weapon when you get back into your car so you you always have very limited yeah it's like you always have your knife and you always have your shotgun but most of the time you will only have two or three shells for that shotgun and it's another thing that you can use when you're driving your car if you come across someone and they've got an exposed fuel tank on their car instead of yeah, instead of using the harpoon, you switch to shotgun, you do the bullet time, and then you can aim at their fuel tank and blow the car up. That sounds quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because and... one, one thing that I come across with these games is when it's got a car involved normally, and it's an open world, I always find every mission I go to is a race. I can't stand races in games that's to do with shooting. Yeah, there is a race like part to this game but it's a very small part yeah and it, it's more like a point to point race so you'll turn up and then the guy will say like you need to get here in a certain amount of time and you're, you're basically just trying to do it as fast as you can oh so there's no and, tracks just across, no. across country yeah yeah that's not so bad i like that yeah so you you're not racing against other people like as well it's it's just a little side mission it, it's not a big part of the game yeah but as well, like the driving is literally to get you from A to B. But getting to A to B, you've got a lot of people trying to attack you. So there's there's car battles once you're like traveling around. Yeah. But so it, you always so you so you try and go. Say you've got to go from A to B from this side of the map to the other to do a mission. 
on your way there, you're going to get sidetracked the whole way across. Little mission here, side mission there, people yeah. attacking you here. Yeah. So by the time you've got over there and come back, you've got a whole collection of stuff. To, and then you go back to your base, you build it all up, you do a load of stuff, you just crack on from there. It's just exactly. keep on going. Yeah. Sounds because like a really you, good game. Yeah, because there's, there's always something coming up and there's always like random things happening. So you've got the static parts off the map that you can go to. But like you said, from A to B, anything can happen along the way. There, you might come across a convoy and you've got like a main vehicle in the middle and you've got six vehicles around them. And if you like try to take them on and you're only a level one, like they're obviously going to smash you up and yeah. you're not going to get anywhere but the same like with your harpoon it's like if you aim it at someone they might be a level four and it will say that your harpoon needs to be level four to be able to rip their door off and things like that oh right so it's got a bit more depth to it yeah so you really got to pick and choose your fights because like sometimes you can get killed quite easily yeah but even like hand-to-hand -hand combat it's like once you get to where your mission is it's normally that you have to get into a compound. So you might use your harpoon to rip the gates off, but then you've got to walk into the compound. And then once you're in there, all the bad guys are going to come after you. And it's all hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like, you have a gun, uh, but most of the people don't. Unless they're a sniper, they will always have, like, a knife or a but club. But you've got limited bullets, so you can't go around just shooting yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. So you do want to fight hand to hand and the the way that you fight people as well, I think it's the same thing that they use in Batman Arkham Asylum. And basically when you go in to fight with someone, like you hit the attack button to like build up combos, but also as uh, more people come along, it turns into a group fight. And as someone goes to attack you, you can evade or block their attack so you're sort of pressing buttons and it's yeah. sort of going random people like in the sequence of yeah. how you're pressing buttons. Yeah, so you're not going in there and just like hammering the attack button like to build up combos. You actually have to watch out for people coming up behind you and counter-attacking them yeah. and as well as fighting the person you're fighting in front of you. But what you can do as well is if you pick up a weapon, you can use it in your combo. So, like, so you can you, string you, loads of strokes combos together? Yeah, so the way you string a combo is by counter-attacking. So you start punching the guy in front of you, the guy behind you goes to attack you, so you block his attack, and, and then you, you can yeah, you can stab him with a knife or hit him with a club, and then that starts the sequence of you fighting three guys at one time. And it's really fluid, the fighting. Like, the, the fact that you're having to go in three different directions to fight yeah. three different people, the movement of the guy is is really fluid yeah i can hear in your voice just how the way you're talking about this game how much you've enjoyed it yeah yeah, yeah. you all have such in-depth reviews and i have like five minutes on my <laughs> <laughs> what's that tell you <laughs> i like my game too i can't just spoil anything <laughs> but one thing i would say with this game is like when i first started playing i was playing it on the keyboard and i was going through the tutorial bit and it's it's telling you do this do that this is the key for this, this is the key for that and like I, I just had like eight fingers on the keyboard at any one time and it it was quite hard to do and especially like with your driving it you can't get a fluid like 
driving. Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can drive on a keyboard also. Yeah, that's it's not just a driving on a keyboard. Be a left-handed guy. That's what <laughs> any game you come across on keyboard. I have to redo the whole keyboard, and I have to because I use up, down, left, and right arrows. I've got no other keys around there which my hand can fit to. Mm. Just a nightmare. And now you know, yeah. it feels. Yeah, and it it did put me off in the beginning because it was frustrating that the car that you start with it's it's probably like a six liter V8, so it's pretty powerful as standard so when you're hammering it around it it is quite pokey and like tapping left and right on the keyboard it's all over the place yeah but once i hooked up my playstation controller thanks to me yeah um, <laughs> it it completely changed the game like you realize how well the car handles and the upgrades that you do to your car you then notice that once you've upgraded your tires, you've got better traction and you actually oh, feel... Oh, you really feel the difference. Yeah. And then as well, you get like nitro boost. And when when you're hammering it along and you're, you've got rough terrain, when you hit that nitro button, like you might be all over the place and trying to control it on a keyboard is impossible. <laughs> I would never play a keyboard driving game, to be honest. No, nope. <laughs> same here. Just That's just a no-no. Yeah, I thought There's... I could get away with it because I knew it wasn't all about the driving. But yeah, I, I would really recommend using a controller for it. Yeah, that's why. Them sort of games I always use a controller for anyway. But yeah, we got your uh, controller working. We had a PlayStation. He was trying to play it uh, and he was playing Dead Island. And it was just hard without the controller, wouldn't it? You couldn't get your keys working and that. Yeah. So I said to go and grab your PlayStation. Did you know this as well, Hans? I told him to go and get his PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah, and, he told me when you were uh, changing. And I didn't even realise you could use a PlayStation controller, but if you download an Xbox 360 controller pack, like the drivers, your PlayStation 4 controller will work as well. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not sure about the PlayStation 4, but uh, but the PlayStation 3, you needed like a um, a Bluetooth adapter and no, a program don't. to make it work with the yeah. 3. Oh, with the 3? Yeah, not with the 4. With the 4, I don't know. Apparently, this is different. What is yeah. your one, Jens? Yeah, because mine's the 4. But oh. I, I've got it plugged in with USB. Yeah, the same cable that they do in the free. Yeah. Oh, no. It's it's USB, but the, the mini USB connection on the controller is different to the free. Oh. Well, people out there, try it. All you got to do is plug your PlayStation controller in with the USB cable and then download the Xbox 360 from Microsoft drivers and go into your control pad setup in your control panel and you'll find that it actually works. I was quite shocked about this. Yeah. And... Even in the the Mad Max game, the button layout seems to be like a PlayStation default as well. So yeah, I don't know if it recognizes... That's the thing. With all those new games, they're actually all made for controllers, uh, however yeah. you look at it. Yeah, so it probably does have like um, a setup for 360 controller and it's got a setup for PlayStation. So it recognizes the one you've got and it sets the buttons up for you straight away. So even like the options button and things like that like it all works it all works perfectly but we do have to be honest 360 or the xbox one controller is much better yes no way yeah. yes way it's proven dude pc gamers like the xbox controller anyone differs let us know yeah because <laughs> like pc gamers have been using the xbox controllers from the beginning because nah, you, just you, you i find can... the triggers and everything are much better the, the layout the xbox controller is way better in your hand bigger it's better it's not because it... the the analog sticks are pissed 
though, unless you've got like <laughs> one little hand and one big hand. Take my strong hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, a PlayStation controller is purely symmetrical. So if you've got two hands that are the same, it's perfectly fitted for you. Hold on. I'm going to have to pick my controller up here. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Yeah, no, I've got I, to be honest. I've got to be honest. Yeah, they are a bit pissed, but if you were move your fingers where your thumbs naturally go from the sticks to the D-pad and to the buttons, now I can have my finger on the joypad or because it's not set right in the middle, I can have it on the buttons and my thumb still feels like it's in its normal place. But because your joypads are both next to each other, the right-hand stick, having your finger on the butt on the joystick and then moving to the buttons, you're going to have to move your thumb out of its comfort zone. Yeah, but you move your thumb to either the D-pad or the buttons, like for a second, because you're you're constantly running around. So you're using your movement and your view on the two analog sticks, and then every now and then you might have to hit a button to change your weapon. So yeah, but that's second... what I'm saying though. If I was to hold my controller and have my thumbs just resting where they normally would sit on the controller, not pressing any buttons or joysticks, just sitting where they would normally sit while I'm holding the controller. They sit directly between the thumbstick and the D-pad, the thumbstick and the button. So can, I've got can I just say minimal PC movement. gaming master race keyboard and mouse? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, to... it, it doesn't always work, though, like I'm saying, with Mad yeah, Max. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I if know. you were keyboard and mouse, you probably wouldn't enjoy the game as much. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would play on controller. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, back to what we were saying. <laughs> How yeah. much is Mad you Max really at the moment? <laughs> is it worth the cash it's, that it costs? Yes. No, I, I would recommend this game because like, there's a lot of gameplay in it and it's, it is still £35 on Steam. But I think it's worth that money because it is a AAA game. It plays smoothly, it looks amazing and like the playability, like there's hours of it because you've got so many missions and so many side missions like, you, you don't even have to follow a story. You could just go off and just do your own thing. Yeah, I do like that in games when you can just randomly go and do walk about, do whatever you want. Yeah. So but, you, um, you can pick this game up at any time and just be like, oh, I've got, I've is got it ten, a game? 10 minutes to kill. I'll just put that on and drive yeah. around smashing some stuff up. Is it a game where it'd be worth waiting for a Steam sale to come on to buy? Um, or would you say it's that good if you buy it straight away? If you smart, you can get it for 15 Oh, what, have you seen it online? Yes. Okay. Uh, I right. bought mine with a G2A um, PayPal special for 19.99 euros. So there that are was, deals. It was new then. It was brand yeah, so new. That, so that if it's new then, there will be deals on this game at some point somewhere. Yes. So maybe it's worth holding them to the deal unless yeah. you really like them kind of games. Yeah, well, I was just quoting the, the Steam price that I looked at earlier on today. See, yeah, the way I, the way I do my games is... I'm always, I'm a bit tight and I'm always out for a bargain. And if I see a game go for 70% off, I'll buy it. Even if I don't play it for a year, it will sit there waiting until I get time to play it. But I prefer, I'm not all for, unless it's a Fallout 4 or it's an XCOM, I don't have to have it first day. I'm, I'm quite happy to wait a couple of months, play the games I've got in my library and then play that game when it comes, when it just feels right to play. Unless, like I said, Fallout 4, that's got to be played day one and so does XCOM 2. Yeah, so I'd probably hold on and hold fire until it goes on sale, or I'd play it off your account. <laughs> <laughs> Can I save the no. game regularly? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, let's move on. That's Mad Max. And that was how much, Jansen? 
Okay, on Steam it's 35, but like Hans was saying, if you shop around, you might find it half the price. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Right, anything else you've been playing this week? Yeah, the one I've been playing with you, uh, Dead Island. <laughs> he oh. forgot what it was called, yeah. he was like, Dead? Dead. Oh, I, um, I love that island. Yeah, that's one of my favourite games, I've actually got a picture of it up on the wall behind me. Uh. See, I was going to call it Dead Rising, because I've played Dead Rising before I played this, and it was a game that I got really into. Um, bit but different. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Like... Dead Rising's got like a comedy aspect to it. Um, this is a bit more real life. One other thing is Dead Dead Rising's got slow zombies that you can walk yeah. past and do it. And Dead Island, yeah. they will just have you to pieces. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's not a huge amount of peril in Dead Rising because as long as you, you run around them, you'll be all right. Or if you jump on top of a car, they can't get you. And you can even get on a kid's tricycle and run them over. Yeah, that's the advert that was on TV, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And as well, you can pick up traffic cones and put them on their head, and then they start walking around in circles. <laughs> that's quite funny. <laughs> I, do, but, I actually wanted to play Dead Rising 3. I played Dead Rising 2, didn't mm. get into it in a lot of depth, but I wanted to play Dead Rising 3 because it's meant to be much more bigger and open, isn't it? Mm. See, I'm, but, a, um, I'm a huge zombie fan, and I know zombies are big at the moment with Walking yeah. Dead and everything like that. But I've been a zombie fan for like 10, 15 years. So anything to do with zombies, like, I quite like. So you don't, you're not getting a bit bored of zombies at the moment? Yeah, a little bit now because it's so mainstream. It's It kind of ruined it for me because like when zombies all started coming out, I was like, oh yeah, zombie stuff. But yeah, then... zombies are everywhere now in yeah. every game. Yeah. Every game. It's just normal game. And it's got, yeah. like, you've got your normal sim, sim, sim bloody... What they called Sim City or saying, and then it's like yeah. zombie mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. always something zombie-like. Yeah, yeah. It it is a little bit frustrating because it kind of takes away from like the quality of like the people that were w- working on zombie stuff, and now it's everywhere. So yeah. But but anyway, getting back to it, yeah. De- Dead Island. It it was good. You've only been playing it for a little while. You haven't got very far. You're still on the first chapter. It's a game yeah. you're just getting into. But what's your first ideas and views and what you think about it? Yeah, I did like it because it it's a bit more like a survival horror and like there is real peril in it. And I kind of felt like as soon as you walk out your door, you're you're hearing zombies and yeah, they're lurking. Yeah, yeah, and it, everywhere. Even, even before you see them, you hear them. And when you're playing it with headphones, these headphones that I've got have like a a kind of surround sound kind of aspect to yeah. them. By the way, and... have you seen the intro movie to the game? The rap song? Yeah, no. that does my head in though now. I've completed the game like about 10 times with different people. And yeah. it just comes on every time. I'm just like, ah, press yeah. the button. Ah, oh, come on. It's, it's an epic intro. Which which character <laughs> did you play, by the way? Oh, what's his You're name? You're the same one as me. Carlos, is it? What's his name? No, not Carlos. Is it not Carlos? Ax- Axel? Oh, I, I played the female uh, agent. Did you? Yeah, she was There's good. She, kn- could, she knife could kick. Yeah, she could kick like the best of them. I can't yeah, remember. It's been a long time ago for me. There's three characters, isn't there? You've got a white guy, Four characters. a black guy, a woman. I think there's no, two no, women. Two women. You think you've got right. like um like a sort of South American one, haven't you? And then you've got uh, the Asian a black one. Lady. I was the I was the Asian one. It's an Asian. Oh, one. it's an Asian lady, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 No. But, but yeah. Yeah. So I like it because. As, as soon as the game started, 
you've got a mission to go and get something so it's a pretty simple mission like go here get this and bring it back and you're on an island resort and as soon as you walk out of this hut you're and you're on the beach like you start hearing zombies and as you're walking around you're constantly like checking left and right because you can hear there's zombies constantly there getting off the floor and coming out of doors yeah. and... and sometimes you don't even notice them because they're lying on the floor and as you get up to them like they'll get up and start attacking you and the fact that like you pick up weapons all over the place and they're, they're scattered everywhere but yeah. the weapons have a life as well so as you use it the life of the weapon goes down until it breaks and yeah. you, you can upgrade to... them and stuff as well yeah, yeah. but I, I found that all weapons break really fast in that game yeah because it's not worth upgrading something like a stick no because... you need the purple weapons yeah no, the orange your orange one also i think it was orange purple. is legendary Okay, yeah, because you kind of want to wait until you've got something like that, because as you're running along, you'll see an ore, and you'll pick that up, and then you'll beat a couple of zombies with that, and then by the time that breaks, you've already picked up a dodgy knife, yeah, see, uh, where a broken you are... bottle, like, there's so yeah. many things to pick up, and you can carry a lot as well, so as soon as you break one thing, you've got your next weapon out, and then you're using that. Yeah, so you're early on in the game, so you've got the basic weapons. What happens is you've got like a color coding system. Like white, if it's white, then mm. it's the lowest quality. And then I think it goes blue, purple, green, and then orange. But I know orange is legendary. And mm. it'll be like a normal weapon, same level. Because all the weapons have got levels you have to be required. Because you've got XP and your character builds XP all the time to use these different weapons. But if you get an orange one, you know, that's legendary. That <clears> thing will last a long time. It'll have, like, say it's a gun. You'll have a normal gun, and then you'll have, like, a spiteful version of it, which will be the legendary version. That will have a longer life, be much fire, faster at firing, have more bullets in it, you know. And as you go through the game, you collect these weapons, and you swap them. And the weapon will always stay the same level. So you've <clears> only got a life with that weapon for a little while anyway. So say I'm level 10, and I'm using a, a legendary weapon, and then I get to level 15. That weapon, even though I know it's legendary and I want to hold on to it, it's not going to be doing much damage because no. by this point you're killing massive XP with bigger weapons. So you have to try and balance who you swap weapons with. So what, player, what kind of weapon did you take uh, mostly? Uh, I like the samurai sword. Yeah, I had the two. I had the samurai sword with electrical wires on there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. someone, someone's just asked what <laughs> game yeah, is this. So, I put it in. Okay. Dead Island. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. When you put, when you, because there's loads of variations of weapons, like what you can do, like you, and it will be for each weapon. So it will say basically because you pick items up around the world, so you could pick up like electrical items, electrical wire, diamonds, I don't know, cans. There's all sorts of different things that you can get. And mm. what you do is, as you collect these items, say you go to a crafting table, it will say right for these five weapons, it might be a machete, a knife, all items like that, and scissors. I don't know, whatever. I don't think scissors in there, but just for example. All things with a blade, like bladed weapons, like a, a chopper, like a cleaver, you can then have like all, you find mods around the world. So you can have all sorts of mods. So one could be electronic, one can be like the fryer, one can be, and they've all got random names and they all do different things. But I love, the quickest one, easiest one is to make an electric weapon. And what happens is it actually physically makes the weapon look like it's got a cable and then a little spark on the end of it. And as you hit them, they actually like get electrocuted for ages. They're like, and then all bouncing across the floor and everything. And I find it really, really funny. And another thing I love of it is that, like I was showing Jansen in the game, you can chop certain body parts off. So I like chopping their arms and legs off. And then yeah. finish them off by chopping their head off. So mm. you use the same weapons as me then? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I because I was still early on in the game, I only had like wooden weapons, so I'm basically beating them to death. And if I picked up a knife, it was just a small diving knife or something like that. So you could yeah. only stab with it. You got like military knives as well, and butterfly knives and stuff like that. But that game increasingly goes on and on and on. And the areas you start off in like you start off in like a the, the resort, the beach. which is the nice side of the like the holiday area where you're mm. in holiday. And then the second area you go to like slums. And I'm not going to give away too much because this is things people know anyway. And the areas change as you go through the island. And it's sort of you jump from one area to the other. Once you've gone to the next area, you don't go back. But like the <clears> next area, like I said, is the slums, and then you get to the dirty side of the island where the normal people live that live there. And there's not a lot of money and there's a lot of disease. And, and as you go through the game, you start unlocking new monsters and things. And they get faster and more harder. But the game gets more and more in-depth. Now, I've like I said, I've played this game. I've completed it loads of times. But I've done the game so many times with people and got to the first or second act. And then they give up. But mm. that's why I'm saying to you, I want you to get in a bit. And then we can continue. Because I like yeah. the end side of the game. Yeah. If you want, I can jump on there too. I still have it installed. Yeah, we could. Yeah. After the podcast, we could do that. If anyone wants to get in with us in Dead Island, you know, feel and free. By the way, maybe we should uh, mention here that this uh, game is made by the same people that made Dying Light. Yeah, I was going to say that Dying Light is the same similar sort of game, but on a much better graphics, much yeah. more in-depth and much more real scary and realistic sort of approach. Yeah, the AI of the zombies in Dying Light is a lot better as well. Yeah. It's like they, they interact like with the sounds that you make like you really got to be quiet because you could just like jump off a wall onto the floor and they hear you and they're yeah. on you straight away yeah they look at you and it's like they but that's more serious like i said it's more they take the game seriously it's like yeah. more of a serious game yeah but yeah that's dead island we're not gonna go too much into it because we're actually going to try and complete it through the week or get yeah. as far as we can so we'll be oh, talking about sure. it a little bit more if anyone wants to get in on that then feel free to message us and get in basically Right, that's uh, pretty much the game section over, so we're on to the community and extras. Now, first off, I'd like to say we did do a competition, uh, either it was last week or a couple of weeks back, and we wasn't really happy with the way the competition went because a lot of people could, it was, it was to put an iTunes review up and that was all you had to do, and to help us get ratings and help us get more followers and, and sort of proceed a bit further into the world of podcasts. Now, we've come up with a new idea, and... The idea basically is going to be we are going to do every week a little theme tune and every week we'll do a giveaway. Now, sometimes the game might be really good. Sometimes the game might be really cheap. We tell you what the game is at the beginning and what happens is we're going to then play a clip of a, of a piece of like gaming music from a game either in the past, retro, new. It could be any time on any console, any PC. We add in consoles in there as well because we feel... Back in the day, you know it was like on PC gaming. You don't really remember music from PC games, do you? No. I don't know. Do you not? I don't, to be honest. No. But some. back in the day... Yeah, some. But back in the day, it was more about Mega Drives and, like, Nintendos, NES, yeah. Super NES, you know, Ataris and stuff like that. Now, it could be anything. This piece of music or this music sound clip could be from any game, but it will be a piece of gaming music. All you have to do to win the competition is send an email to extremepcuk at gmail.com with what game it's from, the piece of music, and your Steam name, because the games are all activated on Steam, so you have to have a Steam account. And pretty much that's what this competition's going to be. It's going to be every week. We'll give away a key. You just email us in with your name and Steam account, 
and if and you'll get a random pick of all the people to get the question right of what the music is and we'll give away a game every week like i said big game small game could be anything so that's that's the way it works right should we um we talk about the rest of the community and then we'll do the competition then yeah okay okay right so this week in the competition, oh, we'll do the competition first. This week in the competition, I'd like to say thank you to Ben. Sorry, I keep changing my mind. <laughs> you know how it is. Multitasking and me, man. It's not good. We're male. We can't do it by nature. It's too forgiven. much on me, man. I can't control. Right. Yeah. So anyway, thanks to this week. I'd like to say thanks to Ben Adams because he's given us a key for Resident Evil 5 purely for the giveaway. And so that's going to be our first giveaway of the competition. So, right, I'm going to play the uh, clip now, so have a good listen. Right, that was our clip. I don't know about you guys. How do you feel about the clip? Any of you know it? Don't give anything away. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I know it straight away. I knew that. Yeah. Let's just say I played it a lot. Yeah, yeah I played it a lot. Yeah. It's quite an easy one this week. We're going to break you all in with an easy one. Yeah, send your answers in to extremepcuk at gmail.com. Answer of what game it is and your Steam account, and we'll give the answer away randomly to somebody who gets the right correct answer next week. Right, on to the rest of the community and extras. I'd like to say the ARC server's still going strong. We've got a lot of people in there, a lot of interest. You've got all the new eggs out and all the new bits and pieces and like monsters of the sea and stuff like that. There's still a lot of interest going on there. I will be saying the ARC server will not be deleted, but will be coming to an end in the like, near future. As soon as Empyrean comes out, that is going to be our new server. And we've all been waiting for that for a long, long time now. Yep. That game looks amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's called Empyrean. And until the dedicated servers come out, we can't really get into it. But we're going to be doing a massive review on this game because it's going to be a really, really great game. A bit like Minecraft in space with millions of worlds, totally explorable, go onto different planets, build, fly through space, build spaceships, gang up with people, play on your own. But it doesn't it's... look like Minecraft. No, it looks real. Really, really good graphics. Uh, good, good you put that in there, really. Yeah, because not everyone likes the whole block look. Yeah, but I've got to say, have you ever played Minecraft with like a with a, a graphics pack in it? Nope. No. Really? Nope. I'll show you my Minecraft because I hate Minecraft on the basic graphics. But if I put you in there like um, an overlay of all the bricks into like photorealism, everything looks like real. Like the water looks real, and the bricks say you've got a cactus. It looks real. It's still in block, but it's it's designed to look like it's real. So, so they're still big blocks, but they've just got texture to them. Yeah, the texture's so detailed, though, that so many pixels on that texture, on that one block, that it looks 3D, it looks round, and it looks real. Mm. So you can still see the square outline, but yeah. the graphics on the whole overall look really good. Mm. But anyway, back to uh, the Arc server. Yeah, so when Empyrean comes out, the Arc server will be coming down. It won't be deleted, it'll just be switched off for a little while, and it'll come back again in the future. So if I get requests from many people in the community, we'll get it back up. It's just pretty much how the community go. If you guys like the server, it will stay up. If you guys want a new server, it will go down. Right, moving on. Next thing is, I've just set up a Terraria server. Now, I don't know how many people are interested in Terraria. Have you two got Terraria? I don't have it, but I know what it is. It's a bit like Minecraft, but on 2D. Yeah. Building houses, collecting, mining, and just pretty much that similar same sort of 
survival collecting sort of game again, but you scroll from left to right. The Terrera server will be going up from Saturday morning. Um, I'm going to see how many people get involved. If there's a few of you get on there, we'll keep it going. It's just a little test. I'll be playing it. I know Blood Reaper has been playing it as well, and some of you guys might be in there. So we'll see how the Terraria server goes. If you've got any requests or anything towards that, let me know. And pretty much that's me done for the community this week. Jansen, have you got anything to say for the community? Uh, yeah, one thing. I've got a new graphics card, finally. We, up we upgraded it. Woohoo! <laughs> So that's why I'm playing Mad Max. And... Yeah, but everyone's like, "How?" He said he had a crap computer. Yeah, but the thing is, is yeah, with the old setup, it wouldn't have worked at all. Even on the lowest settings, it wouldn't have worked. But with this graphics card, Mad yeah. Max, I had everything on max. Yeah, and... basically, he went. And I'll just explain what you went from. Yeah, go on. He had a HD seven 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 seventy. Is it? I think. Was it that or seventy? Seven. No, it's seventy seven sixty. Which is a pretty old card now, really, really low Ooh, spec. It runs at 900 yeah. megahertz. It had 500 meg of RAM. It was pretty, pretty awful. And basically, Janssen's got a dual core processor at the moment. So we was worried about getting the graphics cards and it bottlenecking too much and not being able to play certain games. And so we sort of like took a hit. He's going to upgrade soon. So we sort of gave him a, a sort of half decent card. So we got him a GTX 670, which, yeah, is an old card. But for the price, we got it for £70. Is quite good, I yeah. feel, that you got a good price on that. Yeah. And now you're running everything pretty much on max. It's not really bottlenecked it that much, has it? No. And as well, I've only got 4 gig of RAM. And that's running at that was, was meant 1200 at 600 megahertz but it's yeah. running we've overclocked it to 1200 but his heat sinks are pretty massive on there yeah. so, and you can uh, fry an egg on there now yeah. yeah that's not actually that bad no um, it is the only thing is is his processor really letting us down at the moment you know but we yeah. put his we put his uh, ram up to 1200 megahertz so it's just under like the normal normal speed of a slow computer normally he's just good. it was extra slow but yeah. i've got to give it to him this his computer is an old computer, but in its day, it was like a, the best computer out at the time. It, it was just one of those computers where, at the time, it was the best of the best, and it was just never upgraded. So, like, five, six years ago, like, you couldn't really get much better than this. And because I've just neglected it, everything in it is just, it's just outdated now. Yeah. And... Most of the AAA games now, you've you've got to keep up with the spec to be able to play it. Like yeah, well, this is the PC with the max graphics. This is PC for you. You know, you yeah. get a PC for certain reasons. Some people get a PC because they like retro games, they like Steam, and they like getting games cheap, and they like to play games on low graphics, and it's just fun games to play. And some people want PC because they want the best. They want the mm. best graphics. They want the fastest, smoothest pictures, and that's yeah. us lot basically. Yeah. But you have to have deep pockets. Yeah. And yeah. this is why I'm doing it a bit at a time. Yeah, because we will upgrade him next. At Christmas, we're going to upgrade his motherboard and his RAM and his processor. We did come across one thing, Hans, which we never actually told you about. We thought it was pretty much the graphics card sliding down, but he's got a... a... Now, I checked his hard drive. There's no yeah. problems or no faults of his hard drive, but his hard drive is so slow, it was taking so long. Arc took him uh. half an hour. Half an hour to load into the... Was server. it one of those 3,200 RPMs, maybe? I'm not sure what it is, because it's all enclosed in his case. We didn't want to take it apart too much. Yeah. We've yeah. had limited time. Because it, it is an old graphics card, uh, an old um, hard drive. And 
it, it probably is the slowest uh, right the slowest card. they come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the so thing this... is, it, it like when I was downloading a game from Steam, the game was downloading quicker than the hard drive could write it. Yeah, which is oh, frustrating, man. Yeah. When yeah. you go from my computer to that computer because of the hard drive playing up and that, it was just so slow. I was like, it's, it's crashed. He's like, it's not crashed. That's what it does. <laughs> I was like, it's crashed. It was just so slow then. And every yeah. time we had to restart it, I was like, really? Do we, have to, do we really have to restart it? I can't be bothered. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm just used to it because that's how it's always been. So you press the power button and then you go and make dinner and then you come back and it started up. Yeah. He, so... <laughs> he literally, to get into Ark, now this is the way it worked. When he played on the old graphics card, he had to play on minimal settings and it was still choppy. When he got the new graphics card, at my house, we got in straight away somehow, and the graphics were amazing, and it was worked fine. And then he went home and tried to switch it on. It took him 45 minutes, so he had to go make dinner, eat his dinner, whilst it was loading, come back, and the game was up. Yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, pretty much um, your upgrade. Yeah. So we will be doing more upgrades, and we'll keep you informed. If any of you got any questions about upgrades, PCs, anything no matter how silly it is because sometimes you do get people to ask i get people ask me questions that you know they feel is not a valid question they don't want to ask it because they think oh sound a bit silly but trust me there's no such thing as a silly question everybody needs to know how things work everybody needs to know like the basics and you've got to learn starting somewhere haven't you basically yeah you know yeah and And as well with me having such an old computer and then spending 70 quid to be able to play a new game on max graphic is crazy because a lot of the time people might think well I've, my computer is like five years old i'm gonna have to spend like two grand yeah. upgrading everything but it's not the case well that's one of the things that i like that's why i like building computers for people and upgrading people. because one thing in the computer world even just doing repairs you know when i get someone's computer and it's had it's been neglected for like six months it's been on the internet their son's been playing games on facebook and and stuff like that there's no better feeling. And well, the best feeling I think I've had whilst I've been doing computers is I had a girl that was at university, yeah? Now, this is a silly mistake to make in the first place because I always say about backing up. She basically got a virus on her computer and it broke her profile and she lost all of her photos from, like, her kids being born, from her, like, all of her weddings and stuff like that. Or well, university, she had all of her work for her. She was currently studying all of her uh, like work through the years, like five years of work on there. I can't remember what she was doing. I think it was a nurse or something. I don't know. But it was all gone, basically. She couldn't get onto that computer. And she gave me the computer. And she, and she went to PC World first, yeah? And they told her the hard drive was broken, yeah, and faulty, and that the computer had to be sent off, and she'd lose all of her information. And it was through a friend. And I went, whoa, 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 do not take it there. Don't take it to PC World. Bring it to me brought it round here and I, I scanned it while the computer switched off as I do with a hard drive and I cleared the virus off it luckily got that off and then when I got back into the computer the profile was broken so I went in and fixed the profile in the registry computer comes straight back on had all of her stuff there all of it. do you know what I've never seen someone so happy in my whole life you know <laughs> and the feeling that you've just done that for someone made them that happy by just fixing their computers, an amazing feeling. That's why I like building computers and fixing them. Like your card. Jansen, when I bought that card, you put all your trust in me to choose a card. And yeah. I, and even come across people where they said, oh, it's a bit old, that card. Why do you want to go with an old card sort of thing? Mm. And I was like, look, for the price, it is an old card. But trust me, it's got some power in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you trusted me with a card. You got it. It's only 70 quid. And that's the same price as 660s go for. 
you know, and you've got a 670, which is quite a big jump. Yeah. And you've got that card fitted in. And when you saw the graphics, you was like, whoa, I'm well impressed with that. Yeah. You know? And it brought, you could see your little heart going, <laughs> I'm going to get back into gaming now. <laughs> I didn't expect this. Yeah. But, I but thought it you was converted him back from console pe- peasantry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How, what does that say for you though? He's been playing on a PlayStation Four, but now I've got him back onto a, onto a PC just by getting his card upgrade. It just proves you don't have to spend fortunes. And he's got a really really old computer as well. So, you know, people with dual cores out there that think you can't get nowhere. You know, you just build it up slowly. You'll get there. I would um, like to welcome you back to the Master Race. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's Jansen's got. He's got a six seventy now, and it's an Asus version. It's really really nice little card. Been well looked after, mm. and. Yeah, he's back into gaming now. So now he can get back on and play all the games of us and review all the good games. Yay. And that's pretty <laughs> much it, really. Um, yep. Right, questions. We haven't got any questions this week. So please send some questions in. Like I said just now, we love your questions. Just send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. It could be anything, you know. Any questions you want to know about computers, games, our views on games. If you want us to review a certain game, let us know. You know, we we don't mind. We're open. You know, send the email. It comes straight to me. As soon as I receive it, I'll get back to you straight away. You know, we're very uh, easy to contact them. And I feel that we're very fast to respond to people. So send your questions in because we haven't got any questions this week, which is poo. <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> iTunes reviews. We've got one iTunes review that I know of. I'm having a little bit of an issue with seeing the other countries again because the program I was using has locked me out for some reason. We did have a program because, as I said before, iTunes has a different iTunes in each country. So say you're in Spain and you put a review on, we don't actually see it here unless we, we count, go over to your one. And I think there's something like 300 different countries that's got like an iTunes like program separate. So we do pretty much have to like just go from each country and check the iTunes. So it takes such time consuming. We haven't really been able to do that this week. But we've got one UK uh, review and that is by... Lil X Linz, and uh, she's given us five stars and said, a great bunch of guys, funny reviews, up-to-date news, live, loud, and lots of laughs. And so that's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated that. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, one review. If any of you want to give us an iTunes review, please do. It gets us up the ratings. If you hit subscribe, our podcast, when it goes out on the Saturday mornings, because we record it live on Thursday night on Twitch at Extreme PC UK. And then it gets edited, takes all the bad bits out. If you listen live, you get the uncut version, as you would have seen tonight. And <laughs> we Be messing Jansen, up the beginning. Yeah. yeah, Jansen messed up the beginning completely, and we had to restart again, so I had to keep <laughs> saying my bits. So, yeah, if you get into the live, it's every Thursday at 9 o'clock, uh, roughly around 9 o'clock, sometimes 9, sometimes quarter past. If you're in our Steam group, which is uh, Extreme PC UK on Steam, you just join our group, and we'll put announcements out on there. Also, for the servers and all of our information goes out there, you can contact us, get involved in the community, do swaps with people like weapons for Counter-Strike, stuff like that. Get involved in there. But yeah, if you put iTunes reviews out for us, it's much appreciated. If you could, and you did put an iTunes review on, please give us an email at extremepcuk at gmail.com just to let us know, say, I'll put a review on on the Spanish one or I'll put a review on from France. And then it gives me a, a reason to go and check it easier than me just searching through every single country. It makes it a little bit easier for us. But yeah, apart from that, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast this week. One little thing I'd like to say is we have an Amazon link on our uh, website, which is extremepcuk.co.uk. Scroll on any page, go down to the bottom. There's a, a, an Amazon link there. And 
that basically gives a little bit of percentage of what you buy. Your price will stay the same. It gives a percentage back to us to buy like new equipment for the podcast and to get more servers up and running. So if you do that, with, and if you have done that in the past, we're uh, very grateful. And apart from that, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast, guys. All right. Yep. So uh, if any of you about want to get on to Dead Island with us or into any games after the podcast, just let us know on Steam and we'll cr- crack on with that. But for that's all for now, I'd like to say thank you for everyone for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Extreme.